Do you have an entrepreneurial spirit? Are you constantly thinking about how to create value and build new businesses? Are you trying to find innovative ways of doing business to replace old, outdated ones? If so, then this is the show for you. Hosted by me, Jimmy Gonzalez, and Devon Watts, two business startup coaches on with the knowledge that financial independence equals social independence. And our mission is to help you not just start a business, but scale it and keep it by providing the X's and O's of business creation and expansion. So join us as we share our experiences, tell stories of entrepreneurial success and failures, and break down lessons learned from sports entertainment. But don't worry, this is not a sports podcast. This is an uncompromising entrepreneur podcast. Welcome back to the Uncompromising Entrepreneur Podcast and episode 75. Uh, this is Coach Jimmy G along with my co-host, Devon Watts. What's going on, good people? What's good? Hey, if you are a new listener, thank you again for joining us today. If you're a loyal listener, of course, we appreciate you. Regardless of, of what space you fall into, we ask that all of you guys, please like this episode, especially if you really like it, like click the button, uh, engage with us, leave a comment, leave a review. That is highly, highly important as well because uh, we love to hear from you. We love to hear any positive feedback that you have or even if it's constructive criticism. We appreciate all of that because we're always looking to serve you uh, and get better in how we do so. We strive for excellence in everything that we do uh, and we need your help at times. So, uh, And then share, not just share feedback, uh, which they say feedback is like a gift. Uh, also, use this episode as a gift and share it with a friend, a loved one, someone you know out there that is an entrepreneur, a budding entrepreneur, somebody who's starting a business or looking to start a business that can gain value from not just this episode, but all of our podcast episodes. Again, we would appreciate if you do that as well. Uh, but we're going to jump into really the main topic, and obviously we'll talk a little bit about this and that and then kind of get to to that point we're talking about inflection points and, and why it is important to want to understand what that is uh, and as a business owner business runner as an entrepreneur how do how do we recognize those inflection points and make sure that we're ready for that right so uh, so we'll get into that uh, but before we do my friend how are you doing this evening doing well uh, coming live from my iPhone, uh, we had a little bit of technical difficulties and uh, found ourselves at an inflection point <laughs> <laughs> as a pod and then had to make a decision on what we do to move forward. And uh, we were able to figure it out. Fortunately for us, we're savvy enough to figure out how to make this thing happen and not let the show get derailed and keep the hotness coming to you all. Um, and so, um, I'm good, man. I'm in good spirits, man. Just ready to chop it up, especially, it, you know, really break down, um, kind of our thoughts or share our thoughts when it comes to inflection points and how important that is as an entrepreneur. Um, you know, how that can be, you know, one of the skill sets that if not properly mastered, um, can, you know, really make or break the trajectory of your business. And we've seen it mm -hmm. firsthand, um, so many times with folks that we've had the opportunity um, to work with directly um, and even ourselves, right? We, we've come across um, some inflection points, obviously um, ones that are much more serious than, you know, Devon not being able to get on 
his computer, right? But we've had to make some critical decisions in the time that we've had our business. And um, if we had gone another direction, who knows if we would even be here having the conversations that we're having right now, right? And so uh, I'm just excited to get into that uh, for our listeners, man. And, um, you know, selfishly, you know, looking forward to, you know, um, you know, not this weekend, but the weekend after, right? When uh, that, that, soup, that soup bowl, a soup bowl come come around and mm-hmm. um, you got a perfect storm of all the things that I love, right? You got Super Bowl on Sunday, Valentine's Day on Monday. So I get to, you know, love sports on Sunday, love up on my, my fiance and the kids on Monday. Yes. Um, it's just a beautiful time and the perfect timing of love. I feel you. I'm looking forward to that too. Always looking forward to the Super Bowl. Uh, looking forward to the halftime show. I'm interested, interested to see how that is going to turn out. Uh, with the the cast of uh, stars that they have that will be performing, so interested in that, and yeah. And then Valentine's rumor has it too um, that uh, there's going to be some new music debuted uh, during halftime as well. Yeah, from Kendrick. Everybody knows he's been quiet for a minute. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, and so yeah, the roster is stellar for sure. Um, I know that they're probably going to take us on kind of a time capsule of just the hits and um, ways that they've um, impacted music. And you got, you know, everybody from Dre and Snoop to M and Kendrick, Mary J, uh, 50 is supposed to be performing as well. Like the roster is stacked, man. So, uh, yeah, man, uh, it's dope too, man. You, you just think about um, all of them, actually, uh, with the exception maybe of M and um kendrick because they're still kind of going through that process right now but for the the elder statesmen of that group to think about how they've done some of the things we've talked about from a solopreneur success perspective and have you know leverage their skill set in one area and use that to transcend transcend that industry and really i mean the diversity of uh, impact and you know as an entrepreneur that Snoop has in the spaces he's in what Dre's been able to do what 50's been able to do and just kind of their business acumen and skill sets um, there's you know it's awesome to see that uh, you know those examples um, you know highlighted on stage yeah 100% so yeah looking forward to uh, to Super Bowl weekend um, this is the first one been... in a long time without Tommy B too right uh yeah, I mean, well, I, 10, I, 10, 10 Super Bowls total. Uh, not yeah, he played for twenty two years. So obviously, he didn't go every year, but we we've gotten accustomed to seeing him in there more times than not. I mean, but I think for twenty two for twenty two years he played. You know, almost half of almost half of the time he was in an NFL, he was going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, so I think I saw a crazy stat too that said something to the effect of like, this is the first time in like. 20 like I I don't want to say it's 20 years but it's over a decade for sure that he was not in the uh division championship game that's incredible yeah it was like the first time in like over a decade I want to say it was almost like 15 years where he was not in like the divisional championship game like no AFC championship no NFC championship like Oh like, man, that is ridiculous! And then obviously, you know, um, you know, he's retired, which um, I'm happy for him, obviously, but also bittersweet because they're not going to be able to see that level of 
greatness again, I don't think. I mean, we were spoiled by it, right? Um, just what he's been able to put together. Um, and it's crazy, the timing, too, because it's just like our last episode we were talking about him. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, hindsight, right? It, it Being what it is, I was talking to somebody else the other day, and the Giants were here in Florida in Tampa at the beginning of the season, and it was on my list. I did not go. And now after the fact, I'm like, I really should have gone to that game. <laughs> uh, not only to see my Giants, but I'll never get a chance to see Tom Brady play, you know, in person again because he's done. So, um, yeah, it is what it is. But, uh, but yeah, aw- awesome career, awesome career. Obviously, we, we definitely touched upon Tom and, and some of the things that he has going on that I'm sure he'll be diving into even more as he, you know, just rides off into the sunset, man, and enjoys this this next chapter of his life. So, mm-hmm. um, some new spaces to start I, taking risk. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, that I believe he, you know, he'll continue to do take risk. But again, as we talked about in the last episode, take calculated risk. Just now in different spaces. So it'll be it'll be interesting. Uh, I'm sure we'll have many more conversations about him and his entrepreneurial and business endeavors. Oh, for sure. Kind of see how that goes. So that'll be that'll be fun. We can still talk about Tom. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, I was going to say for sure, man. And I got to give you kudos because you called it like when we were breaking it down and just kind of talking about it. You're like, hey, um, you know, uh, it was telling like when uh, they were talking about the podcast and you was talking about you, know, you remember that that perfect ball that I threw to Mike Evans and kind of like how. He had settled on that note, that beat of just like, man, I throw, I threw the perfect spiral and we know how much that drove him. And I think when I was sharing that with our audience, you immediately was like, you know, was telling about that as, you know, you know, how, um, how fixated he was on it. Like, you know, I, I threw, like he had, he was like, finally that, that itch was scratched. It was satiated. Um, I don't think he, he has any, yeah, he was yeah. satisfied. I don't think he has any more to to play for and sure enough here we are here the news um but uh again to your point man you know it all comes down to timing he reached an inflection point right he reached an mm-hmm. inflection point um and you know had a had a decision to make about um change and um you know he made the decision that he feels you know felt is uh best for him so we've been we continue we've been bringing up inflection point a couple of times um maybe it's good for us to start with like kind of defining for the audience out there like what do we mean by an inflection point like what is an inflection point um and then we can talk about examples of maybe where we've been hit over the face with that and then what does that mean for you as um an entrepreneur yeah so inflection point really is at at every juncture where there is some imminent change that is is upon you upon you and upon your business uh really that point where you know change becomes evident we we wanted to talk a little bit about the, the team that he lost to, right, the L.A. Rams, and realizing that it, it was evident that something had to be done. A lot of analysts have, have said you know, they, they pushed all of the chips, right, into the middle of the table to acquire Matt Stafford. They got a, a, a number of other uh, veteran players, but high-profile, uh, you know, Pro Bowl players, you know, that they've added to the team. But again, it's it's those those points of change uh, for business. You can think about these things happening primarily uh, and then being focused on growth, 
of your business um, and sometimes, you know, growth. And we've talked about this as well, right? It, it You grow so fast or you weren't expecting the growth and how do you handle those, those changes, uh, scaling your business and maybe even a complete reinvention of your business. Um, again, we personally have, have gone through that in, in, in rebranding uh, the podcast, but also the business itself and, and what we're offering. Uh, I think about uh, what was the uh, Washington football team that is now <laughs> the Commanders. The Washington <laughs> Commanders. Oh, that's the and, uh, worst name ever. Football team was a better name. <laughs> they they've been trying to in in a number of ways trying to reinvent themselves uh, outwardly and what's out there to the public and even inside the organization. Not going to get into details about that, but if you know anything about uh, Snyder, the owner, and what's going on right now. More allegations, more allegations that uh, as as much as they try, as much as things change, things stay the same. So, uh, <laughs> but yes, ultimately, again, uh, an inflection point is just recognizing that there's a point where there is a need uh, for change. It becomes evident. Uh, there's a number of reasons why that change may happen. But what what do you do? And then how do you recognize that you're getting to to those points? Um yeah, so that's what we want to break down. And again, yeah. talking about the Rams, they knew we have to make a change. We've gotten close. We've gotten to the Super Bowl, but we're not quite there. We have to put all the chips into the middle of the table and make some decisions and uh, react or, or take action on, on those mm-hmm. decisions to ensure that we have what we need to, to, to get to the Super Bowl. And yeah. not just get there because they've done it a couple of years ago, but actually win, win the it. Super Bowl. Win it, right? Um, and real quick, actually, about the Washington Commanders. Commanders? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it just doesn't roll the off Washington the tongue. football team. Yeah, for real. It just doesn't roll <laughs> off the tongue. But um, for the Washington Commanders, mm. um, I think it's it's fitting, right, because you talked about, like, as much as things change, things don't really change. and They're known for having the, um, the Hogs – um, in the stands, right? Um, so yeah. I, I think it's uh, fitting that you know that you have that phrase. You know, you put lipstick on a pig. Um, it's very much that, right? Like you can dress it up all you want to. It's still a pig. You can you can change the name all you want to. It's still got that same toxic culture because Snyder's involved. So, um, yeah. But yeah, talking talking a little bit about the Rams, man. Like what I what I found interesting about it because I was chopping it up uh, actually with. Um, my uh with my cousin like we're talking about you know sports and you know just catching up and talking about life and uh you know right now the the topic of conversation like who you got for the super bowl like everybody's Mm -hmm. doing that poll right like who do you got um and so he went all in on the Bengals mostly because he's an lsu fan and you know uh joey franchise joe joe shiesty uh joe burr whatever you want to call him uh you know is uh leading the team and so i said man i i I love what I'm seeing from the Bengals, but I don't know because the Rams have literally gone all in on this opportunity. I think they realize they have a window and they've mortgaged the future. And it, like I was putting it in perspective, I said, bro, I was reading something that said like they don't have a first or second round draft pick until 2024. That's two years from now. Mm-hmm. Right. And I said, if you look at what they've spent those picks on, it's not just Stafford, it's Ramsey. It's Von Miller, right? It's bringing uh, bringing in offensive linemen, Odell, right? Like I started naming all of these folks, and I said, "What's clear is from the the Rams organization, they realize that we have a window. We have like the timing for change. We're at an inflection point, and if we don't make aggressive decisions now to position ourselves for for um, 
success immediately or in the short term, that window could close on us, right? And when I think about, you know, what that means as an entrepreneur, I think oftentimes as, as small business owners, as entrepreneurs, we find ourselves in those positions where the window for us to strike is here. Mm-hmm. And we have a decision to make that could make or break the trajectory of our company for years to come, years down the line, right? Um, you know, one comes to mind, you know, uh, you know, we had, um, uh, we know somebody who's in the, the real estate space and you have the inflection point of COVID, right? Again, I'm, obviously it's not a surprise to people, but what we've seen is how the changes that have come about with COVID, the changes that have come about with remote work that has allowed people to now migrate further away from centralized areas, right? And earn maybe the same amount of money they were earning as if they were living in Miami, but now they can live in Orlando or Jacksonville or actually there's an influx of folks, believe it or not, moving to Iowa right now. There's actually a um, real estate uh, a real estate shortage. There's a real estate shortage everywhere, but it's it's actually even worse in Iowa because you have all of these folks now that were coming from like large metropolitan areas that are still mm-hmm. making their obviously their metro compensation, but now I can work remote. So I'm going to stretch my money instead of getting a studio in New York. I'm going to move to Iowa and get a farm, right? And so now you have these people that are coming in and they're they're paying a hundred thousand, one hundred twenty, one hundred thirty thousand over over the price, the actual valuation of the home. And what it's doing is it's actually accelerate, like it's raising the floor of the market, the real estate market in Iowa and actually making it hard on the locals that live there and businesses because when you have people coming in and buying up properties at those elevated rates, that also recalibrates the property value and the, t- mm-hmm. the tax assessment. And, taxes, the, yeah. and now you have some of these, right? So, um, <clears throat> but at, so, um, the example I'm thinking about, right, we had somebody who ended up getting a windfall opportunity because of COVID where they got this influx of business. They had the most successful year they've ever had, right? They were at an influx point, an inflection point, because now the next decision is, well, what do you do with this newfound relationship? What do you do with this influx of cash that ex- that exceeded your initial growth trajectory? How do you take this and flip it into long-term success. And unfortunately, they they were struggling with making that decision and that inflection point, right? And realizing I needed to capitalize on the now. And from the last discussions we've had, it seems like that window has started to close, right? And it's not unique to them. Again, we see it with a lot of entrepreneurs. The entrepreneurs that have really put their businesses on a different accelerated growth trajectory are the ones who realize this is an inflection point and I have I have to make a, a, a decision to change now and, and capitalize on it. So as a as a as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, your ability to listen to those instincts and to time these changes and these decisions is so crucial. Um, and I think you touched on this when we talked about inflection points. A lot of it is being sensitive to external or internal factors that may exist now that are impacting your business and being able to peep them before they happen, right? Before they happen. Um, 
you know, everybody in the NFL, everybody in the NFL that plays quarterback, for example, right? These thirty, these thirty-two people out there, mm-hmm. they are by far the most talented thirty-two individuals in the entire world at throwing the ball, right? They all have varying degrees of success. Now, if you look at just their physical attributes alone, right? There's probably very little diff, like. Uh, differentiation between all 32, right? Mm-hmm. They all, you know, all have cannons, right? All, you know, fairly athletic, well built, right? Um, good accuracy, good touch, all of those things. So, what separates the top one percent that have had consistent, sustained success and have put themselves on a trajectory to be, you know, goats and greats? Versus the ones that had all the physical tools, but it never pans out. It peters out, right? What is the difference between uh, Peyton Manning, who was drafted number one overall, and Jamarcus Russell? They both had the the, the assessment of being the number one value, most valuable draft pick quarterback available in the league. Yeah, It comes down to your ability to process decisions before they happen at those important inflection points. Right. And we've talked about that before, about how um, the inflection point being before the snap, the inflection point being reading the defense at the time that you're taking the snap and you drop back. And now because I can anticipate what's happening before it happens, I have a leg up. I'm ahead of the competition. I'm ahead of the market. Right. The same applies for um, you as a small business owner, small business owners that realize the change has to happen after the environment has already changed. You've missed your, it's just too late. You've missed your window. You've missed your inflection point, right? And you and I were talking about a couple of examples that people can see just from history of how that's happened time and time and time again. But um, yeah, man, I was just hit over the, hit over the head with that. Um, What was, um, gosh, remind me, man, what was uh, a couple of the examples we were talking about with um, businesses? Like you can Uh, see that. Blockbuster, Polaroid, uh, a couple i just had another one in my head too um blackberry blackberry was the other one yeah talk talk about blackberry right um and yeah i mean for those that that may not be kind of familiar with some of the things we talked about i think we talked about blockbuster before everybody that's kind of become like a case study right like yeah uh, i had a block you know blockbuster and (laughs) netflix and the opportunity there's documentaries on it right um but um, I think actually a couple of other examples that may be you know, a little bit lesser known, right? We talked about Amazon, um, Amazon. We talked about Apple. So let's talk a little bit about Apple, right? Um, since I'm confined to my iPhone for today. <laughs> you can't help but think about it. it. Yeah, legit, man. Um, but um, when you think about iPhone or Apple, like, you know, they were – they were a disruptor in the market because of what they decided to do with mobile devices, right? Um, and other mobile device companies like BlackBerry, like Nokia, they missed the boat. Actually, part of the reason why BlackBerry um, fell uh, failed um, because we just hit that. I think um, the very last, like, what did they say? The, they cut off. They yeah, last week they cut off service to any existing blackberries that, that that are out there like officially like it's done right um 
But part of the reason they failed is because they didn't respond to this disruptor in the marketplace, which was Apple. Apple was on the forefront of saying, hey, how do we make these devices more accessible? How do we make them more trendy? How do we make them more sleek? How do we give them more functionality? All of that stuff, right? And they dominated in that space for a long time in terms of their their um, devices and their technology. Like you had obviously the emergence of not just the iPhone, but then you had the, the iPod, you have iPad, right? You have the AirPods, like you have just the continued evolution and innovation in the in these tech spaces. But I was reading something, bro, that would like floored me. I was like, damn, is that legit? And I had to dig in a little bit more. But um, the article was saying that because of how Apple has responded to the changes over the past decade in the market, right? Inflection point. Mm-hmm. They can they can make zero dollars zero dollars in profit off of iPhone sales moving forward and still be profitable, still be one of the most profitable Fortune fifty companies, Fortune one hundred companies out there because of their innovation in their services space, right? And I was like, dang, that's. Like I, I need to learn a little bit more about that. So when I when I was digging in just a little bit more, the play was the Apple leadership realized along the way that hey, based off of what we're seeing in the space, right, mm-hmm. we're at an inflection point. We can continue to double down and go all in on technology and change you know sizes, processing power, all this other stuff, right, and dominate as a mobile device wearable company or we can change our strategy and start to go after some vertical integration opportunities and saying okay well our phones for example and our devices need storage and servers well why don't we go all in on a cloud strategy right mm-hmm. um the folks that are using our devices are using it and looking for different ways to connect and balance both professional and personal interests, right? And this creator economy is becoming prevalent. So uh, how do we participate actively in that, right? By leveraging our platform. And they started to go all in on apps. Um, And as folks that have gone through the process of creating an app um, and, um, you know, having to um, get validated and verified and signed off from uh, from Apple and from, from it's a Google. Yes. It is an extensive process and it's a process that is built that way because they want to make sure that they get their cut, their coin, right? Um, and so now you have where they've gone all in on these in these areas and they've set themselves up for long-term success, right? They set themselves up for a diversification of their revenue streams where if somebody decides today that iPhones, for whatever reason, are no longer cool, it has no okay. it has no bearing yeah. on their bottom line, bro, which is the opposite of what we saw with BlackBerry. 
right? Mm-hmm. I used to, I love my BlackBerry. I thought I was doing it when I forgot my BlackBerry. And then the BlackBerry touchscreen, I, had, I got BlackBerry touch, oh, yes. the BBM yes. messages. I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm businessing, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm businessing. I had no business, but I'm just businessing. Like, hey, you know, I had one, yeah, when we was in the call center, I had a little BlackBerry, like I was doing something. Yeah. Company paid, mm, yeah. Right. Um, but that was a great, that's a great example of at some point, what, blackberry had to offer even though they were the the most dominant mobile phone brand at the time what they had to offer didn't no longer met the needs of their client base and that's how Mm -hmm. apple became a disruptor and so when you we think about like what does that mean for you as as an entrepreneur right you could very well be number one in your space right now you could be the number one content creator you could be the number one um, you know, a realtor in your area, right? You could be, um, the number one, um, uh, you'd be the number one realtor in your area. You could be the number one, uh, barber, hair braider, groomer, whatever, right? In your area, mm-hmm. right? But you got to pay attention to those rumblings when there's a disruptor in your space, Right, because that's the market saying, hey, the services you provide no longer meet all of our needs. And we're finding it somewhere else, and we're finding it somewhere else, and they're doing it better. You're at an inflection point. What do you do? Right. Um, but for a lot of these companies, man, like, I don't know, what's your take, bro? Like, like, how did how did because you would think they've been successful they made a lot of money they had a lot of like a lot of leadership right they got a lot of you know uh ceo pensions and stock options and all those other all these things that you would think there's some smart people involved so how in the hell do all these smart companies miss out on these inflection points well i think when you when a couple of a couple of things it's I'll start with when you get too big for your britches, right? When we kind of <laughs> talked about Daniel Snyder a little bit at the beginning. But when you get to a point where you think that you're untouchable, uh, when you think that when you're close-minded to innovation in the space, uh, and I think it has to do with pride. Like, we're so big, we're so good at what we do, like, this is never going to change. One of the other companies I was thinking about was, like, Xerox, right? And things change in in the space and you have to keep up with those things um you touched upon amazon but even going back to the beginning you know this this thing called the internet came out and a lot of people were saying the internet is just a fad you know you're not going to be able to to sell things online people are not going to want to be able to to make transactions and you had web 2.0 right and you have the the emergence of all of these different uh apps and social media sites uh, and again, if you're if you're being closed minded now, we're at Web 3.0. Right. And, and the yeah. opportunity, not just for crypto, but NFT space. And, and what does that mean uh, from a smart contract perspective and, and legally binding contracts uh, that are are there are transparent and evident to, to everybody within the blockchain? But how do you how do you use those things? Right. That's not what this topic <laughs> this podcast is about. But my whole point is that when when you are. Again, when you just have so much pride that you think that you don't need to to look into those things, to do research and, and see how that's going to work for your company. I think pride uh, is, man, pride is just a source of a lot of trouble and a lot of sins and a lot of mistakes. Um, so that's number one. I think the other one, too, is 
not really not not taking a look at the competition and not continuing to do your research. You mentioned um, Peyton Manning and, and how even even like somebody like Tom Brady, right, how they were able to to make these these quick decisions and see what's going to happen before it even happens. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and in a lot of ways, being able to dictate uh, mm-hmm. what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. But why is that? Why do they have that ability? One of the main assets, skills, attributes that those two gentlemen in particular have is their their ability, their dedication, and their willingness to study and to put in the research. Right? So they are they're looking at the competition. They're watching hours and hours and hours of video. Are you paying attention to your competition? Are you paying paying attention? Do you know who your competition is? Do you know who's in your in your immediate market doing, trying to do the same things that you're doing, um, and and researching what's going on there in the market? Uh, are you paying attention and also researching? Maybe they're not a competition, but somebody who is maybe offering a different product or service, but they're still um, offering that to your same tribe, your same community, your same type of cl- uh, customers and clientele. Uh, and just being able to to research and, and when you don't take the time and make that a habit and a normal part of your business operations that i think just leaves too many gaps open that you're not you're not able to see you know you're not able to tell what's going to happen or be able to react quickly you know to those inflection points because you haven't done the research and you haven't paid attention to what's going on out there uh, so pride, not doing your research, not paying attention to to the competition and what's going out there, uh, I think are, you know, a few things that will will definitely hinder somebody to to truly be able to see those inflection points and then be able to uh, to make those changes in, in a positive and an effective way. No, man, I love the uh, call out you had about, you know, what makes these individuals great is they're able to dictate what happens next, right? Like, part, I know sometimes the thing that we struggle with as entrepreneurs is we feel like we are, um, we're at the mercy, for lack of a better term, we're at the mercy of what occurs in the marketplace, right, in the economy. And to some extent, we are. There are things that we have no control over, right? We have no control over what the, you know, the, the rates for the Fed. We have no control over pandemic. We have no control over, um, government policy, unless again you're, you know, Zuckerberg or Bezos, and like you can, you know, pay people to influence those things. So we have no control over those things. But what we do have complete control over is what do we do? What what do we do to start dictating what happens in our business on our terms and going on the the offensive? Right? Are we going to be reactive or proactive to the circumstances at hand? Um, Again, just like some of those greats that you mentioned, there's times where you had no control over the fact that your star wide receiver got hurt, or you know you got uh, offensive line, you know, your offensive line is hurt, or the refs are calling, you know, calling a, a different game than you anticipated, right? Or the weather conditions, right? We came in thinking we we're going to air it out, but you know what? Hey, rain is, uh, you know, um, you know, the rain is an issue, the wind is an issue, all of these these other things, right? So how do you then start to dictate? Well. I'm not just going to wait to see what the weather is going to be like and the circumstances to then determine what my play calls are going to be. No, I'm going to start scripting what my play calls are going to be and going on the off, off the offensive and dictating 
turns and taking advantage of the changes that are happening around me um, in order to play those things to my advantage, right? And so um, I think that's a tremendous call out and a lesson definitely for entrepreneurs out there is that as these things continue to um, evolve, the situations evolve and there are things that are obviously outside of your control, it does not mean that you can't take advantage of this inflection point, start to dictate what does that mean in terms of impact for your business and then go on the offensive, um, go on the offensive and start driving towards something instead of um, what we unfortunately see a lot of uh, business owners and entrepreneurs doing today, which is like trying to hang it out. You know what I mean? Trying to hang on until, you know, the, the winds are a little bit more favorable. Um, you know, that's, that's not, that's not a recipe for growth, you know, by any stretch of the imagination. No, not at all. You know, listening, you know, I I talked about research, but I think it's also important again to, to have humility in, in what you do and to realize, remember why you're doing what you're doing. Right. So as coaches, as podcast hosts, you know, in this space, we're here to serve you, to serve our listeners. That's why at the very beginning, you know, when we ask for comments and feedback, uh, it's not to help, you know, some type of algorithm or, or anything like that. It's because we really want to hear from you. So, again, we, we ask our folks for feedback and Zuckerberg and Facebook. There, there was a lot of flack from a lot of different areas and a lot of different perspectives, right, for privacy and um, politically what has been going on and how, you know, Facebook did or did not affect some of the things uh, in elections um, or did nothing uh, to help in situations uh, whatever there's a lot of you know again different aspects uh and reasons they were getting flack so what did they do they decided one oh and not only that but also from a creative perspective you see uh platforms like tiktok like instagram really starting to take more of a focus and emphasize and and really prop up the creators the ones who are keeping people on these platforms and giving them an opportunity to monetize to earn a living and to have at least a piece of their business right on these platforms uh facebook started doing the same thing we've been able to to see some of that um from the podcast perspective because podcasting and the ability to have our rss feed go through into uh, into facebook itself um but the main the main inflection point right the main change was moving from Facebook as the name of the whole company to Meta, which makes sense because obviously Facebook is only a part of what, that's how it started, but it's only a part of what the company, they own Instagram and, and the WhatsApp app. And um, so to me, that, that was another example of looking at feedback, looking at how the community is is perceiving you, how your customers, how... Uh, the industry is looking at you and being able to take that information in and make some decisions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where you realize, well, I got to do this because if not, it may be really, really bad. Um, again, going back to laughing, especially as a Giants fan, I'll laugh at the Redskins all day long. Uh, but for some very serious reasons, you know, they were at an inflection point where they had to change. They didn't have to. But of course, it was the right thing to do to change, change the, the name. name. Exactly. Um, and try to make some changes within the organization. But again, it, it's really just taking a look at what's happening out there with your customer base. Uh, how are you being perceived in the market? And is is that cause to truly start to change things up uh, and 
and reinvent yourself, right? Which is is what uh, I think Mark Zuckerberg and their team at, at what was Facebook, which is now Meta. Um, and then we talked about Web 3.0, right? And of course, when you think about the metaverse and, and how he has been, this is something he's been into and researching and they're building um, tools and gadgets, uh, mm -hmm. you know, like Oculus and building upon that and, and the goggles, not the goggles, but the glasses they've come out recently for creators, but really trying to, to be on the forefront of this Web 3.0 and, and the metaverse and what that's going to mean for augmented reality, virtual reality, and how that true that space continues to grow um so a lot of different you know aspects of what meta has done uh over the last year or so that again speaks to a lot of those those changes that were inflection points i think in even in, in some of those examples that i just gave you are either moving into change or coming out of it right so you're either kind of moving into the situation or moving out of that situation I think the change in the name possibly had to do with, you know, let's kind of rebrand and give a different identity to the company, uh, but also moving into, you know, this this new space and really focusing on uh, the metaverse and, and trying to be a, a main player, if not the leader in that space as we continue to to journey through this uh, <laughs> virtual reality and see how all that continues to grow. No, well said, man. So I think actually that's a good, I, there's a good, that's a good opportunity to kind of talk about for our entrepreneurs um, out there. Like maybe you're rocking with us and you're saying, all right, cool. I get it. I need to be sensitive to what's going on internally and externally. I need to identify the inflection point. And then when I identify the inflection point, like what do I do? Like from there, <laughs> right? One, one more thing, because uh, you had asked a question earlier about identifying the inflection points or really quick before we move on to like, what do we do? I think the team that you have around you and having people that are going to be transparent, that are going to hold you accountable and say, no, maybe you're not looking at it, but this is really what's going on. Like, do you see this? Do you hear this? Uh, but just having the right team around you that is going to be able to speak to your blind spots and, and, and hold up a mirror at a different angle and say, hey, no, look. If you look at it from this perspective, you'll see what I'm talking about. Uh, and I think that as an entrepreneur, you know, again, looking at your circle, who you have in there, who you rely on, uh, the business partners that you have, or, or at least the people that you have in your circle that you look to for advice. And again, to let you know when you have a blind spot, uh, I think that is also very, very important to realizing when those inflection points are coming or if you're there and needing to make a change. And then again, what do you do once you know that you're there or you're, you're seeing this right around the corner? No, so that's a beautiful setup, man, because I think to your point, it starts with first engaging those exact same people, right? Mm -hmm. If they've had enough discernment instincts or information ear to the ground, they're plugged in, right? To identify that, hey, this is an inflection point for us. Yeah. Right. There's an emergence of a disruptor. Um, the environment has changed. You know, maybe the cultural environment has changed. The social environment has changed. The economic financial environment has changed. And we need to respond to this before it impacts our, our us, before it lands on our doorstep, right? You have to, you have to then engage that same person who had the foresight to help with the solutioning, right? Mm -hmm. And engaging them. Uh, 
I love the example you use with Meta because of you know, you you said it perfectly, right? As they've seen other platforms that have been disruptors in this space, because if you think about Facebook now Meta, all of the different entities that they owned from Facebook to Instagram to uh, you know uh, WhatsApp, right? Had the most had the most you know kind of attention share out of all of the apps, right, out there in the space. Right. And then you saw the emergence of TikTok, right? This disruptor, this disruptor that people gravitated to because it made it easy for creators to plug in and, and leverage this tool, weaponize this tool um, to market their business, grow their business, collaborate with other creators. Like think about the functionality that TikTok um, allowed where I could record a video and then we could duo it. And now mm -hmm. any other creator out there in the world that has seen this video can take that clip add their component, repurpose, repurpose it, yeah. it. And then now, right. And creators naturally are collaborators. So now you saw more creators start to gravitate towards that. One of my actual, one of my favorite examples of that is, there was, um, I know you recall this one, because I'm pretty sure I sent you the video. There was a TikTok where it was like a guy with his girlfriend, right? And uh, she's like, this is, my, this is my boyfriend. I'm so happy, right? And then somebody duoed it and then made it, because it was only from the waist up, then it made it look like she was a, like a hostage, yes. right? <laughs> and then another person duoed it and made it look like they were, like the police, like <laughs> on the other side of the door, let us in. Right. And then somebody else do it. It just kept going and growing. Yes. And so it that became was, that this was one of the narrative. funniest things I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, bro. So it just became this whole narrative. Right. But think about that in terms of impressions, engagement, attention share. And what does that mean for businesses now when they think about marketing? And so now you started to see businesses seek out these influencers. Right. Which I know that that name, um, that that title has come become a little bit sullied or you know has a negative connotation because of how many people claim to be it but think about that obviously there's enough folks that have been able to monetize just from mm -hmm. being able to, to have attention share and so what facebook twitter some of these uh, more legacy um some of these more legacy platforms have done is they've gone back to creators and said hey what what do what can we offer that we're not offering today that would serve you for the first time as folks like you know jimmy and myself that have been on facebook for example for a while instagram for a while for you know with multiple business entities right multiple business entities and ventures and things that we've done um with varying degrees of success and of course our, our fair share of uh of failures as well and lessons along the way The tools that we have today, the way that the spaces have been created, curated to appeal to us as creators is way different than what it was even three years ago, four years yeah. ago, five, right? And so they've listened to the community. So what is the lesson for you as an entrepreneur? Well, if you've done the things that we've been talking about over the past 
three seasons, finding your tribe, finding your niche, why are you not engaging with your community when you reach these inflection points to make sure that you can meet their needs and use some of that to inform what next decision that you need to make at the end of the day? Um, if you're struggling with what that looks like, um, Jimmy and myself right now are, are experiencing a master class in what organic community building and engagement looks like with some of these NFT projects that we've been involved in um, mm -hmm. as collectors, as investors, um, talking to developers, because we are, you know, our inflection, we're, we know we're at an inflection point in our instincts. Um, you know, we're Peyton Manning of this coaching business and saying, hey, this our pre-snap read says we really need to understand these NFT spaces so that we can help onboard and explain to small business owners and entrepreneurs out there how they can unlock the value that this represents. What does that mean in terms of removing some of those middle that middle those uh, mm -hmm. those middlemen when it comes to community engagement, connecting with your customers, offering something of value, creating a, 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 a true community, um, you know, uh, a tribe. Right. Um, and so we've fully dived in and immersed ourselves in these spaces and what we've been fortunate enough to see is what does it look like when you know you're at an inflection point and you're engaging your community you know the one of the spaces we're in as they're evolving the roadmap and making decisions around you know where does the project grow to what are some of the additional utilities that will be available from the project what does the actual community space look like and the engagement within the community space look like all of that is be, at every single decision, the community has a seat at the table. And that's one of the things that's really powerful about, you know, the NFTs. And when you talk about like DAOs, decentralized autonomous organizations and stuff like that, um, that's where you really start to unlock the value and the potential. Right. Um, but again, that's not what this this uh, this uh, podcast is about. Uh, this episode is about. But it's a great example of that. So. For, for you as an entrepreneur, if you know you're at this inflection point, you have to figure out how to engage the folks that had the discernment to see the inflection point coming before it occurred and put it on your radar. And then also the community that you serve that may be gravitating to other spaces or looking for other things because what you offer today is, does not meet their need today. Mm -hmm. no, I mean, it, it, it's all relevant, right? Because we're, again, we're talking about seeing you know reading the the tea leaves right and, and seeing what's going on and and taking the time to not just jump but to do research and to invest time in studying you know we talk about the 20 30 50 hours of of studying um and we talked about it on one of the other episodes i mean you've been putting in um some time over the last couple of months, right? And, and really diving into these these NFT projects and that space. Um, but even for us, like NFTs, they're not new. NFTs have been around since like, what, 2017, mm -hmm. 2016. It's getting more traction. Uh, so, you know, when you think about change in, in any environment, in any situation, we're more of, we're still in that early adopter phase. Um, but the cool thing about that is that there's still so much opportunity, but it we 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 realize the the possible magnitude of this 
because we've seen what's happened in the past. Again, you can see what has happened with the uh, the introduction of the internet uh-huh. and, and how people poo-pooed the, the internet, whether that was Wall Street itself, um, so many different folks, right, it, that, that were we're speaking as if it was only going to be a fab. Of course, that's not the case. Same thing from a social media perspective and Web 2.0 and where we're at right now with Web 3.0. Uh, if you're not taking the time to, to learn, uh, to research and, and see if, if these things, is it going to make a difference for you uh, and your business? You're not going to know unless you put the time and the effort in order to be able to 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 determine those things and to to wisely make those type of decisions. So, yeah, it's it's all pertinent, man. It's it's important to, again, to to see what's out there, to do the research and pay attention to what's going on in in the market, paying attention to what's going on within these different spaces. And um, do I need to pay attention to this? Let me find out. Let me see how can I potentially use this uh, for my business, for my community and to offer something different. Um, I, I just, I really think uh, as much as, as people maybe don't understand, uh, and are still a little bit reluctant, uh, because it's, it's somewhat of the wild, wild west, right? You know, there's, there's a lot of people making a lot of money off of somewhat nothing. Um, but when you find those projects, right, that, that one, 2%, like you said, you know, the, these communities where you can really see the engagement, you can see, uh, how people are interacting, how people truly care about each other, and they care about the project. Um, those are the type of, of, of projects and, and communities that you really want to be a part of, um, and that you know have have some legs and hopefully have you know some some future. But I think mm-hmm. when we talk about inflection points and preparing as well is so getting back to football really quick. I think about there was. Um, I think about coaches, right? And, and we talked a little bit about, because uh, it's been a couple of weeks now, but Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. And, and But it's about preparation. And it's knowing that coaches, especially the really good coaching staffs, they are preparing for every situation at every point of the game. Yeah, we script out 15 plays for at the beginning of the game, but we also know that there's a possibility that, this situation can happen. This situation can happen in the last two minutes. Wh- where we have the ball, uh, you know, the, the yardage on the field, how much time is left, and they, they literally practice and go over. I know Mahomes was talking about it, how they, they went over all of these different situations for hours and hours, multiple, multiple times. So in the event, if it happens, they were prepared. Well, the preparation is key. So when those inflection points are there in front of you, you, you have more confidence as well in making those adjustments, in making the right decision, even if you're, you're not 100% guaranteed on the outcome, but you're confident in making those decisions and moving in that direction Sorry. because you've, you've prepared yourself well for all of these possible opportunities. Um, so I, I think that's important as well is making sure that you're, you're putting in the right type of work, uh, you're studying to, to be prepared for these situations that – uh, could possibly arise. So if it happens, I know how I'm how I'm going to react because I've already thought about it. Well, we've been in a bull market for what 12, 12 years at least right now. Uh-huh. Our economy goes in cycles, y'all. I'm sure you know that, but if you like, do you really know that? It's going to happen. Are you recognizing <laughs> it's going to happen? 
the bottom is going to fall out. How bad is it going to be? I have no idea. Uh, is that this year? Is it next year? But it's going to happen. We, we, it's just if you research and know the history of our economy and, and money and how things work in finances, period, but especially in the United States, you know it's going to happen. So are you thinking about that? Are you thinking how uh, a turn in the economy can potentially affect your business when that is a huge, again, external inflection point? And how are you going to prepare yourself for that? We all have to do that as entrepreneurs, uh, as people in general, but especially as entrepreneurs to make sure that um, – we are able to take advantage, not just when things are going well, but even in the downturns, we can still take advantage of those opportunities as well because we've thought about it, we've planned, and when it happens, we're ready because uh, we, we almost expected it because we've done the research, we've paid attention, we know the history, and we're, we're it's almost, you know, not quite, but it's almost like you have somewhat of a crystal ball, right? When you, when you do the research and you know um, the past and how things typically uh, turn around and end up. So, no, oh, well said, man. No, I think it's a, a perfect point, um, honestly, to to end on, right? Um, is when you're aware of these inflection points, again, like we called out before they happen, that's when it's important. Mm -hmm. Before they happen, then you can um, engage those that, um, you know, are in your team that you trust, engage your community, and start to plan accordingly for when those situations arise so that you can execute against it. And the entrepreneurs that are able to do that, not just the best, but to do it consistently, they're the ones who end up not just starting businesses and you know pursuing their purpose, creating profits and building legacy, but as we've talked about so often, sustain your business. And then you're able to then pass that on Right. Um, and start to create a generational, a generational, uh, you know, uh, business opportunity, a generational opportunity uh, for many, 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 many years to come. So um, yeah. that being said, bro, uh, I think we've come up on an inflection point in the pod. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah. No, nah, this is this has been a good conversation, man. I, I appreciate you, you know, uh, of course, as as we prepare. Uh, and, and research and continue to learn and just, you know, thinking about this particular topic and giving us an opportunity to, as always, continue to chop it up. So we, we definitely hope that uh, our uncompromising entrepreneurs out there that you found uh, value in the, the various examples that we have given of, uh, again, companies that did not see uh, the inflection points coming uh, due to, to pride or a number of reasons decided to not make changes. Uh, examples that we provided about companies that uh, we talked about, you know, either kind of going into or coming out of change. Uh, companies that were even somewhat both, you know, making decisions uh, to to reinvent themselves, but also to do things to to further and advance their company. Uh, and some things that you you can do and really should be doing to prepare yourself, you know, for those inflection points. Mm -hmm because they're going to happen. There's going to be dynamics that change in your personal life. If you're a solopreneur, it's even, I think it heightens the impact of those, those, those personal inflection points in your life. Uh, we talked about you know, our family and what's coming up for both of us and the changes and dynamics in our life. Those are inflection points mm -hmm. that affect internally you know, can affect your business. So how do you prepare for those things? And then external factors, um, huge ones that we've seen recently, pandemics, uh, the economy, how that affects you, uh, how the competition can affect you possibly. Um, 
weather. I mean, even right now, it's uh, you know, depending on where you're at in the country and depending on what type of business you have, you know, are you prepared for you know for for changes in in, in weather and really extreme weathers and how those things uh, can affect you. So, yeah, as we were talking about that, I'll just say this last thing. I just thought about back in the day how you know we came up with a whole process right for. Uh, hurricanes and, and what are we going to do as a business when when and if you know here in florida those hurricanes come um the storms are going to come y'all and, and you have to be able to prepare yourself and make sure that you've thought about different ways to handle those situations when they come so um for all of our again uncompromising entrepreneurs we appreciate y'all for for riding out with us as always as we close up episode 75 Episode 75. Uh, we have not dropped a MBA episode yet. It is coming. We have a couple of different uh, individuals that we have been uh, reaching out to. So we are in the works and making sure because we love to have other entrepreneurs and, and hear their stories and learn from them as well uh, and see how they were mentored by adversity to get to where they are today in their entrepreneur journey. So uh, definitely be on the lookout because that is coming. But I'm excited about where we're at with episode 75 and yeah, only 25 more before we hit that milestone, that inflection point of 100 episodes. God willing. God willing. God willing. Yeah. Um, so again, thank you guys for continuing to rock with us again. Please like this episode. Uh, leave a review. I mentioned giving us feedback. We sincerely appreciate the feedback that you provide. We've used it to to grow, to evolve, uh, to make changes. Sometimes we haven't. Uh because we, we've been happy with where we're at, but we, we value regardless. We, we, we absorb it all. We, we listen to it all. We think about it all. Uh, and we appreciate the feedback because it truly is a gift. So um, give us feedback and share. Share this with another, again, entrepreneur that you know will gain value uh, from not just this episode, but from this podcast as well. Uh, so as always, y'all, until next time, God bless. Stay encouraged. You have just listened to the Uncompromising Entrepreneur Podcast, hosted by Jimmy Gonzalez and Devon Watts. Thank you, and we hope that you pursue your passion, create profits, and build a legacy. Until next time, y'all.